0: What is, what the, is digital the digital economy? economy? What does digital, what does digital mean?
1: Strategic innovation. Digitalization, digitalization, digitalization. digitalization. Artificial, artificial intelligence.
0: How far How can the digital, digital economy go?
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Marek Kowalkowicz, professor and chair in Digital Economy at QUT. And uh, today my uh, guest here is Professor Kevin D'Souza. Kevin is a professor at uh, School of Management, uh, QUT Business School. Kevin, good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Kevin, we're going to talk about uh, hype versus reality, uh, artificial intelligence and uh, future of jobs. Uh, It's an an interesting and a very, uh, very busy space these days. There's a lot of experts talking about it. And it seems like we have two camps in this world of automation, AI and the future of jobs. One camp... Says that jobs are going to be destroyed and you know people will become jobless. The other camp says there will be more jobs. The world is going to be beautiful. Uh, which camp are you
0: in? <laughs> so, uh, as as with any complex issue, the answer is is always. Uh, right in the middle and mm-hmm. so just as an example ai is going to destroy a whole group of jobs mm-hmm. but a lot of these jobs are jobs we do not want to do and so these are the automated jobs that require us us to do a lot of boring work mm-hmm. but on the other hand AI, ai is going to open up new jobs that are going to be focused more on on our creative abilities Mm. but the real real challenge is that the number of new jobs created is going to be less than the jobs that are going to be destroyed
1: all right so um Job displacement is one thing that is happening here. And obviously, sort of when we think about the society, and I'm just going to ignore the comment about the number of jobs for a second. Uh, uh, when we talk about the entire society, it sort of looks okay. It's only when you look at individuals, you will see those people who will lose a job and they won't be able to, to do any work because they don't have the right skills, right? But what you're adding on top of it is uh, the fact that there's Fewer jobs that we you know overall than, 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 we're, than what we would like to have so I know you're going to India very soon and and, and you have some stats that you're going to share uh, there when you're when you're in India so so tell us what's happening in India so if you look at
0: the Indian economy so it has been growing at a tremendous rate over the last few years and so examining the role of AI in the Indian economy is a Pretty interesting exercise because it gives you evidence on how it may play out in other nations. Mm. So in India, if you think about it, about eight and a half million people are are unemployed. Now, Eighteen and a half. Uh, Eighteen. Eight, 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 eight and a half.
1: Eight and a half. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And a uh, large and and all of this eight and a half unemployment that I'm that I'm referring to are individuals who have a higher education degree. And so this 8.5 million people who have a high education degree cannot find jobs. And they are actually three times of the total unemployment in India. And so what you end up seeing is rather than individuals who are low skilled, mm. who, who cannot find jobs in an economy like, like, like India, That has gone through a radical knowledge transformation. It is actually individuals who are earning degrees Mm. that cannot find jobs. And the the reason here is the number of new jobs being created in the
1: knowledge economy are fewer. Wow. So they might have the right skills. Right. It's just there's there's not enough demand, right? So there's uh, an oversupply of those of those skills, effectively. Um, so when we look at uh, Queensland uh, here in Australia, the unemployment rate for people aged between fifteen and twenty four years old. So you know, right from the moment when they can decide on working, that's the fifteen years old, until uh, twenty four years old, that uh, unemployment in, in the labor force is. Thirteen point three percent. I understand it's quite similar to what's there in India, where the number is, I believe, sixteen percent. Is that right? So it's a relatively similar situation, right? Uh, and, and so the India example could be uh, could be also uh, applying to Australia. I also know from the statistics that we uh, that we quickly looked up before before the recording that one third of all unemployed people in Australia, one third of all unemployed people in Australia. Are within that age bracket of 15 to 24. I understand that 25 is a magic number. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why is it magic? And so, if you look at the future
0: of uh, knowledge work and creative work, if individuals cannot secure secure employment before the age of 25, their chances of actually being gainfully employed through through their productive productive career is pretty low wow. and so and so different reports have different estimates of how low that is and it is not so important the exact number however on a rough estimate if you are a kid that does not get gainful employment by 25 your prospects of being a productive member of the future workforce
1: is somewhere in the neighborhood of 20%. So this is absolutely shocking. One third of... All unemployed in Australia are in this risk group. If they don't get out of this, um, you know, unemployment uh, situation before they sort of cross the age of 25, right. that they're, they're basically becoming a burden on the economy. And you know, this is something that everyone, including them, themselves, wants to avoid, right? right. That's uh, that's not a a good situation to uh, to be in. We're sort of getting a bit gloomy here, um, uh, which you know, I'm sure we can also have some 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 optimistic uh, views on things as well. But let's let's keep being low me just just for a second here, uh, so something that uh, um, we recently learned through a conversation with a large professional services firm is that um, the way they see uh, automation is uh, and exactly how you described it is um, uh, it helps them in the areas that are uh, a bit more boring, a bit more repetitive, um, uh, pr- probably requiring a bit less skills. Uh, But it also sounds uh, uh, very much like the jobs that young uh, people have when they enter uh, those professional services firms. So what is happening there is those people do not get a chance to perform those tasks. And as part of the performing of those tasks, they do not get a chance to learn on the job and become more skilled. Um, Similar situation in India. Yeah, and uh, and India and
0: and also globally. So if you look at a lot of the professional service firms, one of the things that is now happening is all of the entry level jobs that were quite critical for individuals to learn the context of professional services, learn how to be a management consultant, learn how to go to a client. All of these entry level jobs yeah. are are fewer, number one, and, and number two, are being automated because how you go after leads, so on and so forth. And so now there is an increasing amount of pressure on, on academic institutions to actually build these skills as part of programs so that individuals can enter at a higher
1: higher level. That's interesting. So the, the role of universities is effectively changing. Uh, you you joined us um, um, at QUT from U.S. and uh, it's obviously a highly almost well, it is a political issue at the moment in the U.S. with uh, uh, you know. Truck drivers being one of the you know among the most uh, um, common jobs in the US, and this is also one of those that is at one of the highest risks of being automated uh, or, or or basically displaced, which is which is very uh, very concerning. Uh, so, what do we do when AI does everything? Yeah. So, A- so AI
0: is going to do everything, but it really depends on how you define everything, right? And so in quite a few industries, AI is going to completely revolutionize and do everything. So these are industries that are highly transactional in, in uh, nature where the sheer demand of information and data and uh, analytics is going to drive the future of services. Mm. Now, where AI is, is going to play quite interesting roles is in the area of augmentation of services. Mm. And so this is a new area where there are job growth opportunities. So not too long ago, we had an AI tool that actually beat the world's premier poker players. Poker players. Yes. And so if you think of, of uh, bluffing, uh-huh. that's an aspect of everything of strategy, so how you negotiate a contract, you are trying to secure the best deal on your behalf. How you how you uh, hire somebody, how you reward somebody. You, this is where there is a lot that's been happening right now on how AI, AI can help companies design strategies wow. and and augment the nature of strategic decision making. But then, if you go into the creative space. And this is where we already have AI tools that can create artwork and can create music, so on and so forth. What, it, what is really becoming quite interesting is how is how are we going to think about our creative place mm. going into the future? Like, are we going to be dependent on uh, technology-driven entertainment mm. or are we going to go and appreciate everything that's non-technology? Mm. So, In quite a few high-end resorts now in the service industry, they are actually preventing individuals from taking their mobile phones or their iPads Mm. as they go to a swimming pool. And Mm. and the reason being is they want individuals to enjoy being on holiday. That's right. And individuals are paying a premium for that rather than free Wi-Fi. And so there's a changing nature in terms of how automation is going to change jobs and our services
1: i i can relate i have a a map of uh camping sites in in queensland where there is no phone reception no electricity and i try to go to them i recognize that i might be not very good myself at uh keeping myself away from technology so we just go to places where uh you know you you get this detox uh so we would be carving out those spaces right the technology free spaces which is an interesting one right so the services economy is growing and, and um, uh, um, even if there are you know we, we're obviously talking about uh also the sort of the, the the lack of uh or the uneven growth of wages that's uh, uh that's resulting from automation and we've uh we've done some uh, we've recorded some podcasts about it as well in this world where some people are becoming increasingly uh or reach increasingly quicker uh quicker and quicker and then some other people's do not uh you know those people that are richer and richer uh will also be spending money on services and in, in that in that service industry so so hopefully that's you know that's that's one of uh possibly good uh, good news uh kevin um when you were uh, explaining the situation right now you used a, a term augmentation and that's that's used in parallel with automation can you explain what's the difference there
0: so automation is when a when a tool or a or an or an algorithm does everything, so mm. it can make a decision or actually execute an action without any human intervention, and actually having a tool do it is much more superior mm. when it comes to performance. Augmentation is required for all of the high-end knowledge work that we do. So, so as a as a physician tries to make a decision on, on a particular uh, a cure, mm. they need to be able to process information that no human can mm. because of the rate at which medical discoveries are happening. Yeah. And so now you have AI tools that can personalize the knowledge based on the, the exact case that they are uh, dealing with, their experience, and the current discovery so mm. augmentation is about using ai to enhance your decision making got it
1: and so got it so i think it was steve jobs uh who said uh uh a while back uh that um uh, a computer is like a bicycle for your mind uh so so in this space the augmentation and in the world of ai uh this is uh more like a uh, like a jet plane for your mind right yeah. so hmm so we talked about uh, what uh, what do we do when AI does everything, and uh, and it was a good point that you made. You know, let's define what everything is. Um, uh, we talked about augmentation versus automation. Um, uh, I'd like to uh, th- to finish on a bit of a uh, positive note uh, there as well. And again, you know, we're we're talking about those two camps of you know jobs being destroyed, jobs being uh, created. You say that the, the truth is uh, you know somewhere in in, in between, which I, I tend to agree with. Um, so what are those jobs that are going to be created, right? Surely there will be new jobs, right? Um, uh, in the before the recording, we talked about uh, esports, that, that 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 new space, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, just a few years back, it would be unimaginable to actually think about the world of esports. And so, in the world of esports, now you have humans that are basically leveraging a, AI gaming. Uh, algorithmic tools to create an experience that was not even imaginable a few years back. So the whole world of esports is a good example of new jobs, new roles, new ways of earning income that can come about when you take human creativity and combine it with the advances in AI.
1: And recent analysis uh showed that eSports is a is a one billion dollar one billion dollar global industry uh that was simply not there uh before uh which is which is pretty exciting it's It's just you know uh whoever jumps on that bandwagon sooner has a has a higher chances of succeeding um You also mentioned uh, new jobs in service industry uh anything else that you think uh, might be might be popping up or coming up i think
0: in the near term, especially if you look at the next 10 to 12 years, there is going to be a, a role for individuals that that have the ability to integrate data across domains. Mm. And so right now, a lot of our AI um, experiments, our AI applications are very domain-specific. Mm. So we have them in health, we have them in the financial sector, so yeah. on and so forth. However, the true potential that will get realized through AI-driven transformation is actually connecting those dots. And so a lot of new jobs are going to be created that have a specific focus on individuals that can leverage data across domains. So so, uh, that's an interesting area where we see a lot of uh, new job descriptions
1: come about. Got it like AI orchestrators those exactly. that bring bring things breed, together yeah. oh that's very interesting and that that reminded uh, me and that, that, that that's my thought about a job of the future. I might have mentioned that in the past as well, but um, sometimes when I look at my household and see all the you know all the technologies there um, it takes it could take hours days months to make sure that everything works very well with with one another um, so in 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 Australia we have that um, um, Term a tradie for tradespeople who uh, just do all sorts of uh, you know building homes, uh, helping with with uh, everything that's that's happening around, um, and and an equivalent term could be a codi, like a tradie for for technology, and uh, perhaps that's an, it's not an AI orchestrator the way you described it, which is a, a, a very sophisticated probably well paid job as well. Codi is probably more like a like a vocation, right? Uh, um, but when you think about uh, um, car uh, servicing 20-30 years ago was very different from you know fixing our cars these days right uh, those people have to know you know yeah it's all about plugging into the computers and, and reading the data so i think that that will be an, an exciting space to see as well so we talked about um hype versus reality there is a bit uh, a, a bit of hype there as well but hopefully you know our talk he was, was more about reality and, and what might be coming. We'll truly, we'll, we'll see what's coming, but it's it's always interesting to you know to, to explore those uh, potential scenarios. Uh, Kevin, I would like to thank you very much for, you for, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank, thank you.
0: That's it for this week on the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Chair economy and visit our website at sharedigitaleconomy.com.au. See you next time. The Digital Week is brought to you by the Chair in Digital Economy. The CDE would like to thank its partners, PwC, QUT, Brisbane Marketing and the Queensland Government. The Chair in Digital
1: Economy, navigating the future.